this like the intro? It is the intro. Awesome. <laughs> didn't you create the intro song? Like, didn't you pick that up? Yeah. Is that your voice? Like, you are listening to the Glory Cup. You are listening to the Glory Cup. There it is. Yeah, something like that. I think we're going to do away with that, though. Are we? Yeah. I thought it was a little little much okay and then this and then the, the big song in the front. yeah all right so we're over here i guess we'll call this the bethlehem layer i like it so, i like it the bethlehem layer you know fun fact like reagan and i were driving from boone and we saw i didn't know they had a star have you seen it no so there's a huge so. star is like, it off near, of 127 yeah, it is. It's near the uh, Lowe's Foods, the oh, Star of okay. Bethlehem. So I was like, oh, wow. But, yeah, it, old, what are we calling it? The Bethlehem House? Yeah, we'll just call it the Bethlehem Lair. Okay, so we're, we're in the Bethlehem Lair. Yeah, we're over here at Justin's house. When did you move over here? Oh, geez. Probably, probably, yeah, it was in February. Yeah. Second week of February. That was a fun journey. I guess... If we ever go to my house, we'll just call it the downtown layer. Downtown? Downtown. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds but it's great. only fifteen minutes away. Or not even that, ten minutes. You know, I've thought about this too. Like, what is downtown hickory? You know, like I to me I would consider one twenty seven to be the downtown area. Like instead of the yeah. seventy. Which yeah, I feel me like too. I feel like seventy's a what would you call that? I don't know, like the 70 would be Uptown? like the, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe that's what it is, the Uptown, Uptown Charlotte. Is there a Downtown Charlotte used to live there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, 70 is a good, like, hang for yeah. shopping. But I feel like 127, yeah. Hopefully, for those of you listening, you understand, like, <laughs> geography around the Hickory metro area. <laughs> because yeah that's it's what like we're discussing some brazilian dude comes and finds our podcast like what's the glory cup then we start talking with... about some bethlehem <laughs> like i know bethlehem in the bible but... oh man yeah it's... anyways well i guess we could share where we go to church yeah. since we're talking about hickory yeah it's good we um yeah i mean we've we've been going reagan and i so since it's the first episode, I should introduce Reagan. Uh, she's, her and I have been married since 2020. Um, started going to Hickory Bible Church, which is off of 70 for um, a little over two years now. We started going there in the fall mm-hmm. of 2019. And uh, yeah, we've, we've so enjoyed, so enjoyed being there, enjoyed yeah. the fellowship. And yeah, what about you guys? Yeah, and uh, me and Erica, well, we started out at Christ Church in Statesville, and then we started to uh, look around for something close to home, and we settled at um, wow, Sandy Ridge Bible, yeah, Sandy Ridge Baptist Church, Sandy Ridge, yeah, and it's over there, um, not too far from where we are right now. So yeah, just cross the bridge right in downtown, and yeah. Uh, there's Sandy Ridge, and we've been going there since 2020 during the start of COVID. Pretty sure it was like one of the only churches around here that yeah like, had an open. unmasked like event and yeah. stuff. That's awesome. But anyways, we've been me and Erica have been married since 2019 of yeah. November, and yeah, 
That's awesome. Well, we've, um, yeah, it's just been a fun journey over our past couple years. Yeah, uh, so we did start this. We started this whole podcasting thing uh, called the Glory Cup. Yeah, and it was more of a YouTube channel, I guess, at that point. Yeah, it was in our in my house. Yeah, yeah. what layer is that? That's it's the Conover layer, maybe. Yeah, that was a, a while back. That's when we were right beside the the road. I was going to quote another road again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, we need to get off the roads. It's all right. Yeah, that was you know the ambition. Like that was a great season of, and I shouldn't say season because we talked about that the other day. We can make, maybe bring that up later on, but yeah. um, just a fun time where we wanted to get together and and we would get together every two weeks or yep. so and planning out like what we're going to yeah. talk about, diving into the Book of James. Like it was fun, and we enjoyed it. We have yeah. since then. <laughs> taken down some of those YouTube videos just because we, yeah, we've, we kind of wanted to re rethink and, and, mm-hmm. and so make it more of a conversational yep. piece than a exhortation. And thus the reason why you can't see our faces right now. And it's uh, That's just right. a, a podcast. Yeah. So um, if you are listening, thanks for listening in. Um, we're hoping to start this up again and do it a different way. And yeah. And and talk just, about hickory uh, every episode. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna have conversation with each other. Yeah, and invite you in. So. Yeah, we're at a right now. We're sitting just to give you a little insight into where we are. We're in our my dining room, which is um, we have this very small granny table, um, and it really is a granny. Yeah, it's a it's granny a home. Granny's table. Yeah, yeah granny's home. Yeah, and so. We're sitting here with a cup of joe, just mid-afternoon, just enjoying yes. some coffee together. Um, but yeah, we could... Well, as we think about some of these things, um, let's go back just a little bit further and talk about our testimony. Yeah. Um, our testimonies. Mm-hmm. And by that, we mean, how do we come to know the Lord? Yeah. And how has He worked through us? Mm. So, go ahead. What you got? Well, yeah, I... Born and raised in a semi-Christian home, I would say. Like Christian in the sense that we, like mom and dad just did aspire to, to raise us in a in a way that was very biblical in principle. You know, like, like mom and dad just took us to church and we had a lot of good wisdom that we received. So we, yeah, in a Christian home... I say semi in the sense that we we weren't necessarily plugged in in a church for like our the our whole life. Like I know we went to a church in, until I was like ten or something mm-hmm. like that, and then moved on and yeah, just landed in different places. But yeah, born and raised in a in a Christian household, um, and and mom and dad did very well with us. And yeah, when I was. When I was young, I remember knowing and knowing things about the Lord, knowing things about God, knowing things about the Bible. And I wasn't the kid, I would say, who had all the Christian answers. <laughs> like I knew of Jesus and and I knew of our Lord, uh, but I just didn't understand him um, 
for who he is and his character and how that affected my life and yeah. who I was as a sinner. Um, and, and because of that, you know, there were a few times in my life where I remember thinking like, wow, I, I'm actually, I could see myself knowing the gospel more, yeah. like knowing what the truth of the gospel message is, knowing who God was and his attributes, his character and then really seeing who I was in comparison to that, like a, a wretched, sinful man. So, um, yeah, just growing up and, and being in a church. And I remember moving from our old church that we used to go to in Dudley yeah. uh, to a, another church, a Methodist church, and then finally landing in uh, a church in Granite Falls around our my sixth grade year. Yeah. And it was then that... I believe that I heard the gospel in its fullness. Yeah, um, I remember. Praise God! Really, the I think the the pinnacle of me understanding the gospel was knowing the Romans Road, and I think as a young, as a young middle schooler, like that had a big a big effect, like of knowing Romans three twenty three, like we've sinned mm-hmm. the wages. Well, not the wages; it's Romans six, but for all have sinned and fallen short. And knowing that my wage, like what I owe because of my sin, yeah, is death. But there's a free gift and mm. free gift in Christ Jesus to to be, yeah, to be righteous mm-hmm. and for Him to clothe me in His righteousness. Yeah. And of course, like passages like Ephesians two, um, like it is by grace through faith that I've been saved. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that if I confess. According to Romans ten, like that Romans road, confess and believe, yeah. uh, and so yeah, I, I I would say that I I received Christ um, probably in my sixth grade hmm. sixth grade year, and then you know like it was uphill from there in in many ways. Like um, I definitely saw a change in who I was, and the Holy Spirit like provoking me, uh, yeah. not provoking. I guess that's a maybe a, a bad word, but I could easily see him in my life and I could see that I was dying to my flesh and picking yeah. up a new life in Christ through the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that spurred, even in high school, to grow um, through the yeah the teaching of uh, MacArthur and Sproul and these guys that yeah. I was introduced to. And having that rudimentary understanding of the gospel allowed and provided that foundation to go into some of these deeper understandings of yeah. the gospel and its fullness. Mm. So like discovering the gospel and its fullness was probably in high school. And I know I'm trying to keep this a short presentation, but um, yeah, that, that's, that's kind of my testimony, the Lord working um, in my younger middle school mm-hmm. uh, years through the Romans road and yeah, through through the preaching of um, yeah that we heard at, at Christian yeah. Fellowship, but yeah, what about you? Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of obviously similar paths and crossing since. Oh yeah, by the way, I guess we should tell them we're brothers. <laughs> we so, are brothers. This is my brother, my actual brother, and brother in Christ. But yeah, so um, I guess. Going back, um, I think for me it was probably uh, late middle school, 
uh, to early high school is when I really understood what it meant to be justified. <laughs> and hearing, you know, the gospel message several different times uh, through, you know, all the moments of in church where we heard uh, scripture being read and the, a big thing, I guess, around the Bible Belt and church around here is like altar calls. Yeah. And I feel like that was a lot of times a pastor would, you know, say things that are uh, or point out parts of the scripture that are rather convicting about, you know, sin leading to death and there being a hell and yeah. there being a heaven. And and I think uh, or I know that the Holy Spirit continued to nudge me hmm. several times hearing stuff like that. And, and I think uh, it was in middle school when mom... Uh, prayed with us, me and you. I don't know if you remember that, hmm. but we were in our bedrooms. I we were in our bedroom. Yeah. And I think that's when I felt the Holy Spirit. Hmm. I would say I felt the Holy Spirit at that point. Yeah. And you know, by that's... that, I'm, when I say felt the Holy Spirit, I like I could feel myself yeah. in, in sin. Like yeah. I, I knew I was yeah. doing wrong. Yeah. And I needed something different. Yeah, you needed salvation yes. outside of yourself. You know, that's interesting because um, I I vividly remember that. Yeah. I actually remember being at the Townsends. Um, were we, was that close to when we went to, I, I remember there was something going on at our house and, and maybe this is like me and my younger sixth grade. Like I was younger than sixth grade, but yeah, because I was like eighth or something. Yeah, and you were like fifth. Yeah, and I, I just remember like at some point, even before hearing the gospel message, like feeling a part of God's family. Yeah, like where you're like, wow, I'm a child mm-hmm. of the of the King, and so, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I, how, how did how did the Lord work in you? Because, yeah, I mean, we we know each other's mm-hmm. past and like what what periods of life. Like, what was what was maybe uh, a revelation in like your like college years that? Oh yeah. Um, and I know I'm skipping ahead, but y'all we're no, not trying to do this for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> there. Let's just say there's been a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. And then I feel like. There is a point in your faith where there's not not as there shouldn't be as many downs anymore, mm-hmm. and and I hit that point in college. I would say probably uh, going into my senior year, right before I met Erica, and uh, I had a roommate who hmm. uh, directed me to a podcast actually called the Bible Project, yeah. and it was there. That's Mackie, right? Where, yeah, it was uh, by Tim Mackie and John Collins, and uh, it was there where I learned to open up my Bible and actually read it. And I think it wasn't just there. Uh, I I think I remember that time because I listened to it so much. But mm-hmm. it was the college ministry that I was going to as well that was so off um, of what the Bible actually teaches yeah and and that calls me to want to dig more because i was like this is not what yeah. i heard growing up at the same time and you as well because i would come home from college and yeah. i feel like this was that time period when you were 
listening to Sproul a lot and John yeah. MacArthur and and we just found ourselves talking a lot of the times about God coming home. Hmm. And I think that was at the point where I actually started opening up my Bible and reading. That's so key. Yeah. Like, because there is a point where you, like, even though, yeah, we profess belief in salvation, like, there are, there's a time in my life where I can point back and be like, you know, I really fell in love with the word at that yeah. point. And then you see all the, you know, it's interesting. Michael and I have had a, a interesting journey, even in, yeah, even back in that high or when you were in college, I was in high school. Uh, when I when I began to discover more like about theology and mm-hmm. diving deep, um, it was good. F- it was good for me. It was good food, like really good food, like beyond just the the milk yeah. uh, that Paul talks about, like these deep theological truths. Um, at the same time, I, during that stage used it. Yeah. I just fell in the depths of legalism hmm. and what is that? Um, what would you, what's, what would you say is a quick legalism is, yeah, just relying upon, um, making, making tertiary or secondary issues primary, hmm. like, yeah, making things required for your salvation. Like, yeah. for instance, this is the the display of my legalism, particularly toward my brother. Uh, just, I remember one time you coming home, and it's sweet of you, you you saying that I had an influence, but the 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 same would be for me. Yeah. That, yeah, maybe you were in a situation, like for instance, I feel like there the pendulum can swing. Like you were in. A, a ministry at uh, the university yeah. that you got to see people passionate about mm-hmm. the Lord, you know, though they may not have been the most theological yeah. like that they were in college where they could be doing a lot more other things, but they actually re- like wanted to yeah. come to, to a ministry. And though it may not have been biblical, whereas I, yeah, I think my pendulum started to swing because yeah, because I was wanting to learn things for my brain just to be a smarter, a smarter dude, um, where I, I began to like not really have a passion for the Lord and lost people, but had a passion mm. just to like grow in my understanding, which is not ministry. That's just yeah. me wanting to be theological. And because I didn't steward that well, I used it yeah. as a whip and to a point where we were in a car one time and you know, like you had country music turned on or something. And this is where legalism comes in because my heart, thank God you didn't actually pull out a whip. Yeah. I know. (laughs) Boom. Uh, yeah, just my heart. It felt like one. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I feel like that was a lot of words are, words are much worse. (laughs) Words can be deeper daggers. Uh, just to be like, Hey, bro, like, why are you turning this crap on? Like you're a Christian. Like, You shouldn't be listening to country music because you're in Christ. And that's where legalism comes in. And Romans 14 speaks a lot about that. Like there are things that cause certain Christians to stumble more than others. Mm -hmm. And when you say, hey, what causes me to stumble is something that should cause all Christians to stumble. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, that's me being legalistic. 
to yeah. say, hey, what what I see as sin, um, apart from what the Bible clearly says is sin, yeah, and what I make sin, like for instance, going to the movies, some people may say, hey, that's a sin. And what could be that stumbling block to them should not become a stumbling block to another. And we're not going to go super deep into that because then yeah. you can, yeah, go to the like mm. conversation of like, hey, you don't want to cause your other brothers to stumble, and like what may cause them to stumble, you should be on on watch. Yeah, um, just because you don't want them to fall and break mm. their conscience. But yeah. You so know, that was, is, it's so cool to think, yeah, to reflect upon the Lord work. And uh, what are you going to say? Yeah, I think, um, well, I just want to mention Galatians too, because it makes me think about um, just my own testimony. And, and so basically, Paul in Galatians is, he's going back up to Jerusalem with his, his buddy Barnabas, and he's bringing Titus along with him, who's like his spiritual son. And what's neat is like Titus, he's a Gentile and and uncircumcised at the time and he comes up to the you know the leaders over there in Jerusalem and and everybody over there is pretty much concerned about gentiles coming into the same faith mm. that that they are in you know the Jewish belief and and basically uh, Paul just brings the gospel and treat and preaches the truth there that Christ has came for all Hmm. and that, you know, it's no longer we who live anymore, uh, whether Jew or Gentile, but it's Christ in us. Yeah. And I, and I love that part because it reminds me about my testimony and, and you think about, we should, if we look back and look what the Lord has done, we, there should be a clear turning, turning away from sin. Mm -hmm. And I'm, and that doesn't mean you have you're sinless anymore. Yeah. But you you should sin. Change. You should like sin less. Yeah. You know, I I kind of like that little saying because it's yeah. like you know, but then you you recognize God's grace mm-hmm. and his love and affection towards us mm. and the gift of eternal life and yeah. and understanding what Christ did on the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that he was sent here for us to dwell with us but he was also uh, sent here to die to take on the sins of the world and to die a sinner's death and mm. you know all of our wrath uh, that was directed towards us mm-hmm. was put on Christ and then he was you know buried and resurrected yeah in the, and in the same way, in his resurrection, we should have new life. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's why I good. like the Galatians, Galatians 2 is great. Yeah, and Galatians 2.20 is my one of my favorite verses. And it just says, I have been crucified with Christ. So in the same way we were risen, we were crucified with him. Yeah. Um, and it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. And the life which we now live in the flesh, we live by faith. And the Son of God, who loved us and gave Himself up for us. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I did replace that with us instead of me's there. So yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to rewrite that. Those Bible translators. Um, yeah, that's great. You know, it. <clears throat> we were thinking even before recording how it is biblical for us to remind ourselves of 
of the gospel continuously look back on how the Lord has worked because it is like amazing to take time and individually like see where the what the Lord has done in your life and um, in the in the moments of your life you can be like maybe not that that vision not be as clear yeah but yeah I, I look back now and I'm like wow like the Lord had us there for a reason and these yeah. are the truths that I discovered like my proneness to be legalistic in high school um, or, or yeah just these times and seasons and um, I was thinking about Psalm 103. Um, and I probably one of my favorite psalms to 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 read and meditate upon. Reagan, my wife, memorized this a couple weeks ago. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I just thought I'd read it out. It says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life?" from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Um, and you could you could just go on. Like there's wonderful, uh, verse six, the Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Hmm. He's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide nor will he keep his anger forever Mm. and i love this he does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities for as high as the heavens are above the earth so great is his steadfast love to those who fear him Mm. as far as the east is from the west so far does he remove our transgressions from us as a father who shows compassion to his children so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. And, and I just love it. Like there, in verse 17, his steadfast love, uh, but the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. But really, like, so good. It, it really is. And, and why, why is it good for us to reflect upon the Lord's work in our lives and our testimony mm-hmm. is because it really is, it's a, um, a it's a catalyst to stir up our love and affection for the Lord. Yeah. Just like like me stirring up my love and affection for my wife to like think yeah. through just the the times that I've had with her, yeah. and and all of the times she's been so patient and kind to me. Yeah. And so like you think of David, like maybe yeah maybe just not in the most. Yeah. Not not on the mountaintop, mm-hmm. like maybe in a valley, and he's encouraging his own soul to yeah. bless the Lord. That's so good. Yeah, like and and how true is that for us to like, like those times where we don't, um, where we where we don't maybe see our affection for the Lord, where yeah. it's like, yeah, you know, I actually it's hard for me to yeah. see my affection for Him, and and instead of like. Because we know we're saved, we know we're His child, and instead of that flowing into like anxiety of like, man, am I in Christ? Am I safe? That we would actually encourage our own souls to you, like, hey, in this season of dryness, where 
I'm not prone to pray as much. I'm not prone to read the Bible as much that we would just say, hey, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, Hmm. and forget not like his benefits and and for and forget not the god who forgives your iniquity and redeems your life from the pit um but yeah i i just love that and really that's yeah that's why it's good for us to think through our our testimonies Hmm. um so yeah that it kind of reminds me of one of my favorite hymns he will hold me fast oh such and if you read the verses through there, it's just all the song is is a reminder of how Christ, what he's done for you. Yeah. And that he will continue to hold us fast. Yeah. And I, you know, what would be fun? Like, this is just off the, off the cuff here, but um, just do a podcast on anxiety hmm. because I know that that's something that you've struggled with probably more than me. Um, but yeah, that's a great truth. Yeah, like he will hold me fast because, you, like, we're so frail mm-hmm. as humans, and we, yeah, it's so easy for us in in times of trials and tests to try to like, like it's seasons of like micro analyzing. Am I, like, and I'm sure you had that, and I've had that. Like, am I truly saved? Hmm. And and it's it's almost like when you dive into that and continue. And that's the that's the culture of the Bible Belt, like yeah. the continuous altar calls, like you were talking about, like, and and just continuous, like, hey, yeah. preaching about sin and preaching about sin, hey. preaching about sin, that yeah. it stirs within you, like, of like a dependency, like I'm, my salvation is dependent upon me, yeah. and it's not. I like I like that question. Are you, or what did you just say? You feel like you're saved. Yeah. Or yeah. You know, maybe we can have a whole a episode on what that means and yeah. and really it is a good question. Yeah. Um because you know, it may be true. Yeah. If you are asking that, but yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, at the same time like uh, I was yeah. Maybe even fixing some, like that's a great question, but it being followed up with preaching yeah. about Christ. Yeah. And how he will, like, truly, he will mm-hmm. hold you. Yeah. Like, once you are saved, he holds you fast mm. in the depths of your sin and in moments where you feel like that you're not loving him. And, and you almost think about Peter, like, after after he denies the Lord three yeah. times, like, he, he goes into, like, I'm going to go yeah. back to fishing. And, the- and beautiful story of you know the prodigal son yeah yeah and and where you just see like yeah that's a great that's a great um story as well but jesus meeting peter right back Mm. like on on the shore yeah and that really shows like like that really shows the christian walk i feel like how we we can fall into these periods of dryness and but the lord like loving him truly mm-hmm. is yeah what he requires out of us peter do you love me do you love yeah. me do you love me um but yeah i that's it that's a good thought um you know so we've yeah we've kind of talked about our testimonies um let's talk about like why this was yeah coffee speaking of forget not all glory. of his benefits uh one of the greatest benefits <laughs> can 
can be seen in coffee. It can. And, and it is what? coffee. Those who are on all this caffeine thing, you know, well, caffeine's bad, you know, there is decaf. So yeah. coffee is for everyone. That's true. Um, I feel like we definitely are in a coffee culture right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say so. And, and I would say it's actually more... Um, yeah, I, I would say it's more, well, it's prominent everywhere. Yeah. From from a McDonald's to a, you know, I guess like hatchet is what we drink. Yeah. Anyways, we'll kind of dive in just for a second on why um, we called it the Glory Cup. And basically, this all kind of goes back to me and Justin's um, really years. If yeah. you think about it. I would say, well, it reminds me of our grandpa. His name is Papa Jim. Mm. And he always drank his coffee black. Yeah. And that was something we didn't do growing up. Like, we, if we had any coffee, it was full of sugar and creamer. Oh, yeah. And we put sugar in our grits and all yeah. that. All the, the Atkins all the family and Faulkner family. <laughs> but anyways, when we started not putting sugar in our grits. Yeah. And we truly understood what good coffee tastes like yeah that's true i i mean i remember you remember we were in was it max's that papa jim would take us to and gastonia yeah, it was and it you lol 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 gaffney and all that gaffney and lol but anyways, didn't you pour like salt in his coffee one time like just dump or do you dump yeah, a bunch no, of he, sugar he would make fun of so he was a truck driver and he would make fun of other people yeah. who would load their coffee up like hardcore make fun of them yeah like he would talk about how they would they could stand a spoon up in their coffee cup <laughs> because the amount of honey <laughs> that sat at the bottom yeah it was so concentrated yeah but anyways so he passed away and that i think from there is when i tried to start drinking it black yeah just to kind of remind and myself you train of him you train yourself yeah and this is like, I'm not in coffee at this point. No. And you're training yourself at the same time you're in college. Drinking lots of coffee. Drinking lots like, of coffee, but yeah. you get introduced to like true, like your friend, yeah. like like Chris, truly, yeah. I feel like was a, a big key, like fresh fresh beans, good beans, yeah, like good brewing method, like a nice pour over. Yeah, so Chris, he, he had... I would say higher tastes for brands and stuff that like when he would do things, he didn't do it to the fifth, like he did it to the yeah. ninth degree. Yeah. He just had it all. And he, <laughs> he had his things. So one of his things was coffee. He, another one was like cigars and stuff. Yeah. But the, I really got into the coffee ordeal with him because he made it look so it was creative oh, it was and it, aesthetic, aromatic, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and he bought this thing called a Chemex, which I'm looking at one right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And basically it's, you know, you get some good beans, you grind them up to sort of a medium to coarse. Yeah. Medium to coarse setting. And hmm. then you basically pour the coffee over the beans and it's actually an or older water. It's yeah. an older method of brewing. Yeah. That has now came back. Yeah. Uh, and so what it's supposed to do is just get rid of bitterness and yeah and anyways and, let's talk about our coffee dive yeah and that it's funny because the transition so you're tasting this good coffee 
I mean, you and I were Folgers all the way. Like, if we had coffee at our house, I feel like it was yeah. like a, a just a, the darkest <laughs> bottom shelf <laughs> Folgers coffee. Yeah. If you want to say, like, and uh, I remember, I do remember this, like, almost as vivid as salvation. No, I'm joking. But I remember going to your apartment and receiving a pour over, like, yeah. Good beans. It was during Christmas time. It was. And I like genuinely when I tasted it, like all of these notes. Yeah. Like it's of course the aesthetics. Like I was immediately drawn like this is yeah. awesome. Like you are getting over there, grinding your beans, and it's like a, a five minute process yeah. where you're interacting with the coffee. Yeah. And you're talking. Yeah. Which we'll talk about this in a second. But after that first cup, like I was sold. Yeah. And so what what led out of this was, like, after I had a good cup of coffee, I feel like you and I created this passion together um, of just, like, good coffee. Yeah. Like, we, how can we find a good cup And I of think Joe? a lot of it started off with just going around to coffee shops. And oh, yeah. Getting beans instead of, like, getting them at the store. Because that's where yeah. we found out, oh, there was, like, there's good beans out there. Yeah. Like, get it from a roaster. And that was the biggest... Would you say to you, would that be like the biggest like revelation? Because revelation in the coffee world? Yeah. yeah. Finding like Holy Spirit inspired, <laughs> like opening the blind eyes <laughs> of a Folgers drinker or a Starbucks lover. Yeah. Is like, hey, actually, people are caring about their coffee <laughs> yeah. and caring about the roasting process. Well, yeah, because so there's two different types of like, I guess spectrums of coffee. There's the kind that's like mass produced. Yeah. And it's good. Loaded up in, you know, a bunch of bags and Yeah. And then there's single origin coffee. And single origin coffee basically means the beans came from a farm. All yeah. the beans that whoever bought, you know, or whoever buys the beans, it came from like a single farm. They're not blended. Or they can be, but most of them, most of the good coffees are single origin and yeah. Anyways, they just come and, fresh from a farm and are good yeah. and are um, they don't have all of the yeah you know stuff that and the the process is what's incredible. Yeah. Like these, I don't know. I feel like a Starbucks coffee would be like the baggage claim of the airport, where you just like people who don't care about. Like coffee, like you, you see those videos like Instagram, like baggage people who are yeah. loading the stuff on the airplanes and they're just like chucking the yeah. luggage. Like coffee's delicate, yeah. And I feel like these <laughs> these roasters who care about their coffee from the moment that it's picked, like yeah. to the shucking process, to like, yeah, how long do I roast? Like to the yeah. second crack or to the halfway through, like the first and the second to get yeah. a nice medium roast who like want to extract stuff out of the coffee. Yeah. Like, and actually be able to taste a bean, not like the, a, a over roasted oily coffee, but a coffee that you can see some of these citrus yeah. flavors, like the yeah. orange and chocolatey notes. Yeah. Um, and so, and that all, what's cool is it all actually comes natural from the bean. It Just does. Like a, it's almost, I would compare it very similar to the wine. Yeah. Yeah. That's industry. a great, no, that's a great point. So, and it's and so wine about the grape and the process. Yeah, and in the same way, like I'm sure you have mass-produced wines where you have yeah. people who don't care 
about like the process. Yeah. And so what we discovered in our journey was... Which all kind of, it all concluded to a one night event. It really did. And so, it was an event, I tell you. <laughs> it's the diet our, of worms. Of, I think our parents were were quite frustrated yeah. about the amount of equipment yeah. that we took part of. So we, yeah, we started collecting. And, yep. and here's what the thought was. How do we Let's get... find a method, a brewing method where we can extract the most out of the coffee. Yeah. And so you and I found... Um, a coffee spectrum. So they have yep. these spectrums online of like, hey, this is a, yeah, this is a light roast and these are the notes that you're going to get in a light roast. Yep. This is a medium roast. Um, these are the notes you're going to get in a dark roast. Like these yep. are the tobacco-y, chocolatey notes that you're going to yep. pull out. So we're like, yeah, we get this. We get the light roast, medium roast, dark roast yep. idea. But what what's the correct method? Yeah, I think that's, so we, we, basically um, ca- put it in different categories. So one of them was temperature. Yeah. The other one was the coarseness or the fineness. Yeah. Is fineness a word? Yeah, yeah. The, the most fine, the, the most, most coarse. Fine. Yep. Um, of the grind. So the grind size, the temperature, yeah. and the bean. Yeah, and then the brewing method. And the brewing method. So those are basically the four categories yeah. of of getting the coffee from yeah. its bean to its to the yeah. cup. And what's hilarious is like you and I naturally like a deep like a darker yeah. roast coffee. So we yeah, we started on the journey of like this this night. And we focused <laughs> on temperature and yeah. and the brewing method. Yep. So we would take like for instance, I'm sitting at my house right now. I have a mocha pot, a he- siphon pot, <laughs> um a Chemex um just a Harry O pour over. I have an espresso machine here, but no, I've realized you're missing the Aeropress. Aeropress, the sim- most simple one. Oh, I know the Mr. We'll have to- <laughs> so we started like a Chemex, like where we would start the brew temperature at like 200 degrees yep. or like in the 190s. I know we're going pretty long on this. Um, or or yeah, we would go to like. Like, man, that was good. Let's see if we can extract more. Yeah. So we would bump it up to like boiling like yeah. 212 and just pour just really hot yeah. water over these beans. Or and it did have an effect. We'd make it real fine. Yeah. Or we would go a little too coarse. Yeah. And we would just pull just from the outside of the bean. Yeah. And the more fine you are, the more deeper you go into the bean. Yeah. The more bitter it's going to get. That's true. And so here we are on this like big discovering using these like bougie. How many cups did we have? Oh, it was ridiculous. Like, I'm pretty sure we both had a fib that night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> or is yeah, yeah, like some kind of fast heart rhythm. <laughs> yeah, that that was not natural. And so yeah, we were using all these like bougie methods of brewing, and then we're like, you know what? We've tried all of these, and we we had a cup in mind. Yeah. We had like, you remember when we tasted that first, like, wow, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, you know what? Let's just go old school. Let's put these beautiful hatchet beans, yeah. grind it up like at a medium, and so medium course. If you're listening, the hatchet beans is just from a coffee. It's from a roastery up there in, in Boone. Yeah. And there's a bunch of good roasteries. Oh, yeah. But this is a particular... This this one is really good and it's local. Yeah, yeah, and so th- that's the coffee um, 
one day my brother and I were going up and we kind of discovered it together. To me, that was that was the yeah like one of the pinnacles of our experience. Or or was it in yeah, it was in yeah. Boone. And so we had our first hatchet. Yeah, first hatchet cup of Joe, and it was like, yeah. wow, this is so much different. And basically, we just took those beans yeah. and did the experiment on those. Yeah, yeah. Because we were like, how can we make this the best flavor at home? Yeah. How could one? How could somebody at their house have that type of oh, yeah. flavor? And, and so we get to the pinnacle of the night, which is, let's grind it up and it was throw the, it in a dadgum Mr. Coffee Maker. Yeah, I think our best method up to that point was the Chemex. Chemex, yeah. And it was at a 204, temp, was it yeah. 204, 205? It was probably something, something right there. less than Degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah. You know, a pour over at a coarse, medium coarse grind. Yeah. And we took, we just basically followed the Mr. Ta- Mr. Coffee Maker's instructions, which yeah. is a medium <laughs> grind. Yeah. A medium and a little, to a little fine. And yeah. you throw it in there, just like oh. you do a cup of Folgers. Yeah, you just put put your put your grinds right there on top of that yeah. little that filter. And it was at that point that you and I like tried it, and we were like, "Wow, it was the same." It was, it was it like was, this is this is the best yeah. cup that we've had of yeah. the night. And you know, we reflect upon that. Maybe now. it was delirious a little bit. It was probably yeah, <laughs> the coffee high. Jesus saved the best wine for later yeah. like some of that mentality coming in but it yeah it was probably the brew temp because those you know mr coffee like it comes out hot yeah like you're like i can't <laughs> drink this it's, like it's a boiling temperature it's my like opinion. my my mouth's gonna be scalded yeah. if i drink this uh, and so yeah we we discovered at the end of the night the key was like the truly beans. it was the bean yeah finding like, a good bean yeah who who do you get the coffee i don't know if y'all can hear sirens but that's pretty close so if you ever go down that road of trying to do all that just realize that it's just really about the bean yeah we'll save you the trouble like you could you could get a good cup of joe even out of a mr coffee machine if you've got a good if you got uh, a, a good, good bean yep if you're out in the woods you basically can just do a, a quick air press. Oh, yeah. It'd be it'd just be as delicious. good as getting it in the coffee shop. Yeah. And so, like, this truly, this passion for coffee is what, um, if you want to do the Hebrews 10 reference, but stirred us up to love and good deeds. Yeah. It because really we, did. you and I, and, the, and that's what's beautiful about the coffee culture is it's really a time to, like, like take some time out of your day to meditate. Yeah and think we use it mm-hmm. mainly for each other to meditate upon the Lord and um, yeah. just stuff that we're reading. And it's, it's because of that, that you and I yeah. started growing closer. Yeah, Not we, because of that, but it was a, it helped us yeah. have something in common. Sort of like if you were to go hiking with your dad or if yeah. you were to go on a bike ride with, you know, one of your good buddies. Yeah. Us, it was like having coffee together. Yeah. Yeah, brewing it. But I would say it's kind of ironic. Our culture, I think, has turned the opposite way. Yeah. Because a lot of coffee shops have, you know, people are on their computers and are Yeah, not, that's true. You know, they got the headphones in. Yeah. But anyways, we enjoy the coffee with each other. Yeah. To create a conversation. and Yeah. So, anyways, that's our... That's... That's the reason why we called it the Glory Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Is because we talked about the God's glory. Yeah. And we did it over a cup of coffee. A cup of Joe. The I think glory. you came up with that name. 
I don't even know. I just I know and that I drew a I drew a beautiful logo. Yeah, do we hand. have that? Is is this going on the website? Um. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so you maybe can. Look yeah, at that. y'all y'all should be able to see the glory cup signage there. Um. But yeah, we've we just want to and, and yeah bring you guys along just on conversations that we have. Yeah. Um. And this is for you and I, you know, to spend more time together yeah. and uh, just talk about life. So I guess um, what you can expect if you happen to run up on this one or you listen to another episode yeah. is that we're going to talk about God's glory yeah, and many different aspects and how yeah. uh, he continues to work yeah. in, in our lives in and our lives and in the revelation of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, we may take dives into church history and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, Who knows where to go? Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited. We, it's funny, like, feel like for our youtube channel like we had a book like a, a um, an, an epistle to go through but yeah we're we're just kind of not shooting from the hip but we just want to study things together yeah and to talk about it and yeah. talk about coffee exactly so the lord life and coffee that doesn't alliterate l-l-l <laughs> the lord the life and the i don't know that's right but yeah, we've we've enjoyed today, and uh, just to encourage you guys, just a, a final kind of exhortation, like, yeah, maybe to reflect upon the Lord in, yeah. in your own testimony, like how is the Lord working yeah. in your life? How has He worked for ne- forget not His benefits? Yeah, and just to exhort your own soul, exactly, preach to, to, to your praise. soul, yeah, by using Scripture, yeah. Psalm one hundred three is a great. Um, I think this is a good reminder just of the theme of kind of this podcast was uh, take a moment this week or, or wherever you're at and you're listening to this. Yeah. You know, take 15 minutes or 10 minutes and sit on your porch or yeah. go on a drive and, and think about these things. Yeah, meditate. Meditation is just meditating upon yeah. the Lord. It's just so needed. Matter of fact, I was reading in Mark 1 this morning. And Jesus imitates that well. Yeah, he was. He just kind of like got up early in the morning before. Yeah, everybody, and it was. It's a, it's a good thing that we could also practice as well. Yeah. Well, we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in, and yes. uh, this is episode one, season one of the Glory Cup. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>